Hey everybody, get set for another episode of Hoops and Cards. Yesterday, the trade deadline, NBA, big moves and some big moves didn't happen. But yeah, I was excited to see and talk about today for basketball card collectors and investors. How do any of these moves affect us? How do they affect the playoff run? How are they going to affect these teams long term? Some guys getting uh, better roles and more playing time. Other guys getting on a better team where you might see a deeper playoff run. So I'm excited to, man, this is a driving episode for me. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're just sorting through your cards. Maybe you're scrolling the... uh, the listings on eBay or putting in a, some low offers on your star stock steals that you're hoping to get. Whatever you're doing, thanks for listening to us. This is Gary. Let's get ready. The NBA trade deadline recap episode of Hoops and Cards. let's get to it trade deadline came and went and no real blockbusters I think that's the headline no Kyle Lowry trade no Lonzo Ball trade no surprise big Bradley Beal trade but there were some incredible guys talents players that have been playing extremely well Nikola Vucevic Norman Powell the whole the whole Rondo to the Clippers thing there's some very impactful deals that happen and they impact the way we think about cards and the playoffs going into uh, well as we're kind of wrap up March March, March Madness I almost said March Madness March Madness no but really to see Orlando Magic unload Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier and Vucevic and bring back tons of players and draft picks I just gotta say it's refreshing to see a team that, that is all in for a rebuild and all in for acquiring assets unloading assets and contracts when they can and getting something decent for them. Even though their the roster is now a motley crew of I don't know what, you know, even even some of the better players they got back are young and unproven. RJ Hampton, um, Gary Harris, a whole, a whole bunch of different guys. So I, I'm interested to see you know, Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr. There's a lot of juniors, really. That They just want to put a team of juniors together in Orlando around uh, the hopes that Jonathan Isaac will return and resurrect my uh, my card collection's value because I still have a couple of... Jay Isaac, if you're listening, man, I'm rooting for you, but uh, you and Jaron Jackson are my guys. I need you almost as much as your teams need you. <laughs> need you back... Uh, but yeah, I'm like I'm not far from Cleveland. So Cavs, you know, didn't didn't trade Andre Drummond, didn't make any surprise moves really. I mean, Javale McGee for a couple of draft picks to Denver. I think Denver did some. I was going to say under the radar, but they're like whatever like above the radar moves. Denver, I think, strengthened their playoff roster, getting Aaron Gordon and getting Javale McGee. That's that's pretty cool. I'm also. Uh, impressed that the Clippers were willing to give up Lou Williams in a Rondo deal, willing to to take a risk on the fact that they might get the same version of Rondo, you know, that helped the Lakers. He's always, he's just such a, a talented, versatile player. 
and uh, shines in big moments. So I think that will help the Clippers in in June. As much as I am a LeBron James fan and proud of it and grateful for all that he has done for Northeast Ohio and Akron, uh, you know, it, it does look like his crosstown rivals now, the Clippers, got better. And uh, apparently the Lakers turned down some opportunities because they didn't want to trade Talon Horton Tucker. You know, I did I did some of my homework for this. I, I listened to Brian Windhorst, read a bunch of Shams and Woj tweets and articles and, and was, was all set to really just enjoy and think about this trade deadline. And then it came and went. And yesterday I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the trade deadline. So I had to go, you know, this isn't my full-time life uh, doing a basketball card podcast. But I did realize, oh, man, I can't wait to see what happened. And we got a bunch of trades, a lot of them under the radar, a lot of them will help teams and their rotations that you have to look a little more closely to find immediate impact or even long-term impact on your cards. Players you could go after, opportunities that guys might get a bump or a rise in playing time, you know, that might benefit from this. I think about the Chicago Bulls and to get Vucevic an all-star and if you follow the game and you see what this guy has been doing, number one, his agent and his family, like everybody who is pro Vucevic is like dancing in the streets that he gets to be with another star like Zach Levine in a big market that will notice him. And around a team that all of a sudden looks like they have some potential. I can't believe I'm saying that about the Bulls. Uh, nothing against uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto, Otto Porter Jr. and any other juniors. I, I just... They have Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, and they're they're one star away from... These, these guys are, yes, all-star young players having career years, but they have bright futures ahead of them, and the, they had one or two more uh, scores. They had the right mix. They figured out what to do with Kobe White, I think that would help. They they have a chance to be a decent team down the stretch, and uh, they they paid a price, but they got a great player in Vucevic. So there's one. I mean, let's start there. That was that was one of the big names that changed hands, and Vucevic is one of the less popular, I'd say, or less well known stars of. I think it's 2012 or 13 Prism. Whatever year it is, I would look for some deals on Vucevic rookie cards. I think it is 2012 Prism. That, uh, you know, some of you guys, you probably still have them in your in your dollar box that you take to card shows or something, or you're still digging through somebody's cheap rookie box, and, oh, yeah, I don't know how to say this guy's last name, so I throw him in a box. When actually, you know, there's some other guys like that, too, that in the future you will realize, oh, I should have gone through that box again and found all the Jeremy Grants, all the Malik Beasleys, all the Karis Leverts, and yes, all the Nikola Vucevic's. I think if the Bulls are able to keep Levine and Vucevic together and build around those two, maybe add a scoring threat that is a wing. You know, I like some of the pieces they have. Uh, Patrick Williams, come on. They've got some good young 
players to build around. If they become a perennial or at least a, a next year a, a playoff team, you're going to wish you had bought in to both of those guys, Levine and Vucevic. I think this this raises their profile a bit, makes the Bulls, dare I say, relevant. I'm not saying this season. I'm saying maybe a better team the next month or two, but definitely for next season. And uh, that's exciting. If you are a Bulls fan, like my buddy Aaron, who sent me like he sent me this this Marco Polo video of all of his Bulls uh, autograph cards, patches. He's got a Pippen rookie. He's got a Jordan rookie reprint. I mean, I was drooling over it, and then he's like, "Yeah, it's a reprint." I'm like, "Okay, take all that drool back in." But it's still pretty cool looking, you know. Um, Bulls could be good. That's all I'm saying. Maybe they do a another series someday of the, the second last, last dance or the last dance encore about the the Zach Levine, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, and uh, Vucevic Bulls title run. Who knows? But I would just pay attention to, and if you know about these guys and you can get a good deal on any of their rookies, Zach Levine and Vucevic would be the guys to watch for the Bulls. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Houston trades Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat for Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. And let's talk about the Rockets first. You just got rid of James Harden, and you got a lot of draft picks. And you wound up with Oladipo and probably some other stuff I'm forgetting right now. But the big the big name payoff of this is, did, did Houston really think at the end of the day we want to turn James Harden into... First of all, I don't think they wanted to trade hard, and they kind of had to, but the success of that deal will come down to lots of picks and and really might be hard for them to see Oladipo go on to win a title with the Heat this year. I'll talk in a minute about what, what Oladipo does for Miami, but let's first talk about Avery Bradley to the Rockets and Kelly Olenek. And the first thing I want to say is no big deal. Who cares? These guys, I'd be surprised if they stay in Houston, either of them. And the reason I'm even still talking about Houston is because, yes, they have some young guys. You've heard me talk about Kevin Porter Jr. You know they've got John Wall. You know they've got Christian Wood. You know that maybe Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek will play a bunch for them. I'm still looking at this as you guys should have added Karis LeVert in that big James Harden deal, you had Karis LeVert and Jarrett Allen right there for you to take. I don't know what, I don't know what, what you were thinking. They should have got LeVert 
And I know you got to get some other money in to make the salaries work. I know it's not that simple, but I don't know how at the end of the day they didn't wind up with Lavert and Allen in the deal. So the two best returns wind up being building blocks for Cleveland. Jared Allen playing awesome. Karis Lavert for the Pacers playing awesome. That's my play. Has nothing to do with the trade that, that did just happen. It has everything to do with Houston. You should have got Lavert. He had 28 the other night. He's finally starting to play like Karis Lavert. And guys, Indiana did not acquire this guy to be another okay, like, or decent starter on a playoff team alongside, you know, like borderline all-stars, Brogdon, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. Like Karis is going to, here's my, here's my prediction, but I also think it's, it's why they made the trade. At any time in his career, when Karis Levert has received starters minutes, he has played like an all-star. He's played kind of like a Pippen, Scotty Pippen, in that you're going to see him fill up the stats sheet. Assists, rebounds, steals, maybe a better three-point shooter than most people realize. Karis Levert can score in like bunches and bunches. Remember one game last season? This is like barely a year ago when Kyrie's injured every other game and Karis Levert has a 51-point explosion and everybody's like, oh, who's Karis Levert? And Brooklyn fans are like, yeah, he's the guy that does this, feels like anytime he gets on the court, he's a threat to score. So guys, I'm I'm still very bullish on Karis Levert. I don't think any of this trade helps Houston long-term, but they unload Oladipo's salary. They get they get two assets. I think I think that's the other thing. They probably got some other picks, but Avery Bradley is valuable to somebody. Kelly Olenek is clutch and versatile and can help somebody. But let's talk about the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat go out and get Victor Oladipo. And if you remember, when they pushed the Lakers, uh, what was it, six games in last year's finals, Jimmy Butler was phenomenal. He was, he just kicked it into another gear, beast mode. Jimmy Butler was unstoppable for several games. But you saw at the end of that series, Miami just got tired. And I think it's fair to say Jimmy Butler got tired. Because you can't play, you can play Superman one or two games in a series. You can't do it unless your name's LeBron. You can't do it all six or seven games. You just can't. So adding Oladipo, assuming this guy stays healthy, which is like, good luck with that. But assuming Oladipo stays healthy, here's another starter, a solid wing defender, a guy who can score. He can drop 20, 25, 30, no problem against a playoff team, stretching the floor. And he's a, he is a team player. So putting that guy in the same lineup with Goran and Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, like any of those, those Miami Heat parts are so interchangeable. But Oladipo gives them another solid guy who can carry the offense for a while and give Jimmy Butler some rest. That's point one. So maybe you're like, oh, so the play is Jimmy Butler. Uh-huh. This could make the Heat a front runner or, or like boost them back into the finals because you just added another guy who can play like an all-star in May and June for them. If he does, then I think every Miami Heat player is an interesting investment right now. And I say like a two-month or three-month investment. Some of them might be longer term. Like if you had a, a title to Jimmy Butler's resume 
is he looking at the Hall of Fame? Was he already? Look at that guy's career and his numbers and what he's done defensively, let alone offensively throughout his career. Does a title or a series of deep playoff runs over the next three, four years with Miami and all that talent they have, does that make Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? Maybe. I say probably if they if they have several deep playoff runs. And then you should also look at guys that they held on to. You know, there was rumors that they might have to part with Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson or Kendrick Nunn in a Kyle Lowry deal. Well, that didn't happen. So you're looking at all these young guys whose Prism rookies are cheaper than they were six weeks ago. They could be making deep playoff runs. If Tyler Hero has some big games in the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, this is the time to put your money where your mouth is and get some Tyler Hero cards or get some Bam Adebayo cards. I think I think everybody on the Miami Heat benefits with this trade. I think it makes them a solid playoff team. In my mind, I don't see Philly or Brooklyn as highly as a lot of you all do. And the reason behind that would be I just need to see Embiid and Philly do it in the playoffs. I haven't seen it yet. I need to see Ben Simmons step up in the playoffs. I need to see that team step up in the playoffs. I need to see them stay healthy. You know, I I would, would root for them. I believe they have all the talent that you could possibly put together. It's just a matter of experience and just their mindset going in. I'm not as crazy about Brooklyn because... Uh, I want to see Kyrie and KD stay healthy for more than a few days. And to believe that they can just flip the switch and have a big three surrounded by, you know, Joe Harris and whoever else is there to help them out. I, I mean, sure. Have they looked awesome in February and March? Sure. But that doesn't matter. And uh, we've, we've seen that year after year. Teams that look incredible. Toronto. Oh, wait, Toronto won a title. Never mind. Teams that look incredible. <clears throat> I'm afraid to name another team now. My point is, I just want to see the Nets star trio stay healthy before I'll say, yep, I'm all in on them. Uh, I do I do think it'll be interesting to see what Milwaukee does if Drew Holiday and this lineup can gel together. They just they had some amazing games the last two or three, and... Even uh, Dante has been fantastic. So so all that to say, back to <laughs> what was I even talking about? Miami Heat looking good. I like the Oladipo trade for sure. Another trade that happened yesterday that I think is is definitely worth talking about and I think benefits everybody in different ways is Toronto trading Norman Powell, who has been on fire. I would say even last season, he had streaks where he averaged more than 20 a game, but the last 10 games, the guy has been unstoppable. Fantastic uh, outside shooter, middle size, uh, two, three, guard forward. I I like him a lot and I believe he was heading to free agency anyway, but but his name was rumored with five or six teams 
one writer said half the league is after Norman Powell. Well, most people haven't heard of Norman Powell, but now that he's been in a, in a trade deadline deal and now that he's in a place where he will probably get a lion's share of the minutes, this trade might actually say more about CJ McCollum's injury and recovery than it does about trailblazers in general. But I, I think this helps Portland in a possible playoff push. I think it helps to give Dame and CJ some more scoring from the wing and from the outside. I, I like the deal for Portland. I'm sure they didn't want to give up Gary Trent Jr. And Rodney Hood is more than just an add-in to make salaries work. He's a good long, um, I don't know if I'd say 3 and D, but almost. And, uh, and so I think this helps Toronto as well. Maybe the guy that benefits from this in Toronto most is... OG and Anubi and Anubi and uh, also Pascal Siakam. Both of those guys, I think, benefit from this, along with Gary Trent Jr. Um, Toronto just seems to know how to use those versatile, long, uh, multi. They, they can score at you from a variety of ways, and and I think I think this was a nice move for both teams. Card wise, I would look at it and say. You should have already been in on Norman Powell. You should have been looking at his Prism cards, looking at uh, him on Starstock B, Starstock A deals. I think he's underpriced and undervalued. I think Gary Trent gets lost in the shuffle of all the other rookies from those rookie classes, 17, 18, 19, and now 20. But Gary Trent, if he, if he gets a lot of minutes, like if he gets the starter's job in... Toronto as the, the three or as the four, then I think you're talking about a guy that uh, you know helps Toronto make some deep playoff runs too. They've they've been well constructed. They have a lot of talent, and so to add add him in a, in a place, it's basically a bet on his potential, right? Knowing that he's had a lot of good moments in Portland, but. If Toronto makes a deal for a guy like that, they've got a role in mind for him. So I wouldn't call Trent a buy just yet. I would just watch him for the next few weeks to see if he's if he's given or earns a starter's role and gets 35 minutes a game there. That's that's huge. I think the big winner is Norman Powell and and possibly Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers, if they make a, a longer playoff run because they just added another guy who, at any moment, can just erupt. And Portland's offense is kind of predicated on that, isn't it? Like, the the high-scoring guards and the incredible outside shooting. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good deal for all teams. What you do with the card-wise, there's no, nobody here, I would say, go rush after getting this player. I would just say pay attention to the guys I mentioned, certainly Powell, Gary Trent. If you're looking for a safer, longer play, it's always going to be Damian Lillard here, who is still having an MVP season. So there's that. I think the fact that Toronto kept Kyle Lowry and uh, you know keeps a lot of that chemistry from their team together, I think that means they could be they could be in for a solid showing in the playoffs. I don't know how far they'll go. I always seem to underestimate Toronto and then they surprise me, so such is life. 
So three more uh, smaller deals maybe flew under the radar, but they have a chance to impact the playoffs and the card market. And, and I'll start with, <laughs> don't laugh. Come on, don't laugh. You guys, whether you are in the United States, Australia, Canada, Singapore, you might find this funny at first, but let me explain. JaVale McGee from the Cavs to the Denver Nuggets for two second round picks. I'm a Cavs fan, so I like getting some picks for a guy that we, I don't think we gave up anything for him, but we we, uh, we also got another young big man from Denver that I'll remember his name later. And he's supposed to have some potential, but JaVale McGee helps Jokic and Denver with JaVale's playoff experience. He can run the floor well, pass as well, rebound well, and he's just got great veteran presence. That was the one thing, like listening to the Cavs talk about this trade and listening to the Cavs media, like we're gonna miss Cavs. He's a good influence on a team that wants to contend. A team with some young guys like Michael Porter Jr. Denver's gonna benefit, I think, from having JaVale in the clubhouse. So that just means Denver, Denver's already a serious contender to go to the finals, right? But that and adding Aaron Gordon, let's call that the second deal here. Aaron Gordon going to Denver from Orlando. I think both of those things really help the Nuggets. They really do. So this was Denver's way of saying, hey, we're all in. And uh, if you think, you know, that, that these plays are about JaVale McGee and Aaron Gordon, they are not. Okay, I want, I want you to know this is about the Joker, this is about Jamal Murray, this is about Michael Porter Jr. All those guys benefit <clears throat> by adding talents like these to their team. And so I think the guys, the, the, the impact here is going to be Denver's going to get really close to the finals. I know Utah has a case. I know the Clippers got better with Rondo. By the way, that's my third trade. But let me say a comment here about Orlando. So Orlando got something good in return for Evan, Evan Fournier. Uh, yeah, they traded him too. Not talking about that trade. Sorry, Boston. Not, not talking about it. What I am talking about is Aaron Gordon going to Denver did bring back uh, Gary Harris and RJ Hampton and some picks. And I think that was a nice move for the Magic. I think it helps them uh, to add some young talents that just need an opportunity and maybe a little bit of time. I think Gary Harris could be a guy that benefits from this trade. If he and Markel Fultz, and they've got a few other young, Cole Anthony, of course, come on now. I know they've got some young guards. Gary Harris has the potential to put up some numbers in the next couple months. So RJ Hampton, you know, there's another rookie, an, an asset for them, a guy who could develop and benefit from being, but they have a lot, oh my word, they have a lot of guards. All I'm saying is this this impacts Denver. And it might put Denver right at the doorstep of the NBA Finals. So they, they said, we're going all in. And really, if this makes the Joker even more of an MVP candidate, then he's your play. He's the guy that I believe a lot of people are going to go all in on. And if they make it to the Finals... You'll, you'll wish you had bought some Joker, Nikola Jokic. You'll wish you had brought, bought some Jamal Murray. He is uh, unstoppable on that stage. 
and um, that that's a, those are two deals, JaVale McGee and Aaron Gordon, that just just basically help those guys carry the load for their teams, help them with scoring, help them with rebounding, fouls, team presence, veteran leadership, all those things that maybe one day Michael Porter uh, Jr. will grow up and give them, or maybe uh, some of the other players on their roster can give them at times, but this just strengthens their rotation in a major way. The last deal I'll talk about here, I think, is Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams. Not really sure who won this deal. A lot of people like Rondo going to the Clippers because, hey man, in June, like, Super Rondo arrives like he did last year. And uh, I don't know if the Lakers win that title without him. You know, he's another guy, playoff experience, rises up to the big moment, assists, rebounds, scores. Like, dude was just unstoppable driving to the basket, if you remember the finals. Rondo had some major, major contributions. So I do think that can help the Clippers. I also am fascinated to see, anytime anytime Atlanta makes a move, I scratch my head. Maybe adding a scoring machine like Lou Williams can be will help Trey Young. And will help them say, look, even though... Even though Cam Reddish so far hasn't been what we hope he'll be, even though DeAndre Hunter has been hurt, even though Bogdanovich has been hurt, like we need we need guys. We need points. And Atlanta, I, I like the move for them because they weren't getting nearly as much from Rondo. And it, let's just say having two shorter point guards on the court at the same time makes them limited. So... I'm not sure Rondo and Trey Young coexist all that well. I mean, on paper, it looks like they should be able to because one of them's more of a scorer and one of them's a facilitator who is willing to do all the things and run the second team offense. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a gamble that, that does look to, if Atlanta's just going to try to outscore everybody, they might be onto something, right? That's how you win games. Also don't know if Rondo solves all of the Clippers' problems. He might. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting deal to watch how that impacts the teams down the stretch. I don't know that any of these other trades, Daniel Tice, some of these names and players that changed rosters, not really sure how that's going to impact your cards and your thinking over the course of these next few months. I do need to say some of these things as, as people have been watching the trade deadline. I also encourage you to keep looking at the box scores. Keep noticing guys that are returning from injury or returning to form. I mentioned Karis Levert. I probably mentioned Jaron Jackson every episode. I, I'm wondering what guys that that have yet to shine or yet to be noticed that's the thing you got to say Norman Powell's been shining and on fire but maybe the trade and the new team and the new minutes in Portland you know the the confidence of where he's going to fit in there on a playoff team with some other big names maybe that's the thing that he needed to be more attractive to card investors and collectors Card collectors, again, I think all this trade deadline is a win for Bulls fans because I think they have a good team now. I think it's a win for Denver because I think everybody's watching them now. 
and uh, is excited to see them add Aaron Gordon. I almost said JaVale McGee, but I don't know how many people are excited to. <laughs> um, the buyout, we should do another buyout episode and talk about Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, any other big names that might be out there. So there's that. Don't forget we've got the Prism release coming up soon. NBA 2020-21 Prism coming out here. And uh, that's going to add some attention to the card market. I'm excited to unpack it with all you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been our NBA trade deadline recap here with Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary. Please follow us, like us, write reviews. You know, go on your your Overcast, your Spotify, your iTunes, and say, recommend this to a friend. We uh, love putting out episodes because this is about a basketball card adventure. I love the NBA. Love following it. It's a blast also seeing, hey, there there's some ways to really enjoy this, to make money, to test out prospects or movements in players and in teams that we love. So thank you for joining us. This has been Hoops and Cards. Later. <laughs>